Okay, it's podcast time. This is the Sick Palette Podcast with Deepa Shreeder. That's me. Um, and we're doing another wine review podcast. I think what I want to do is have like two to three different wine review podcasts per month. And then we'll do an interview. Uh, one. So... You know, it's the 1st of December, so we can, like, get on this schedule, I think, pretty easily. It's good to set a plan um, the last month of 2021, you know, because then in January, if your schedule changes completely, that's just like your New Year resolution. Yeah, I think this is a a good hack for anybody um, who wants to essentially pretend they're going to be organized, announce a plan in the last month of of the year. uh, And this just gives you an out in the beginning of the year. So that's just a pro tip from me to you. It's free. Just like this podcast. Both are free. Um, Let's get into it. You know, I like to make these about 20-ish minutes. So that means I got to like, cut my bullshit like in half at least. Um, So this is going to be a wine review podcast, but it's also going to be a a little bit of a a general conversation about Pinot Noirs, um, which it's embarrassing how little I know about Pinot Noirs. Um, I... I I didn't really gravitate towards them un, until like honestly this year. Um so I'm I'm really excited to kind of continue that journey. Um so we are going to be reviewing uh a Pinot Noir called Salt Flat. Now this is a 2018. Let me make sure it's 2018. I'm saying it's 2018. Is that what I drank last night? Did I drink a 2018? You know, it's not a great system um, to have half of your information on a Google Doc and the other half uh, in your photos. Yes, it's a 2018 salt flat. Uh, These are um, same winemaker as Big Salt, uh, same wine company as Easy Tiger, um, so I, I I don't know if this is if this is something that's still in the rotation. Obviously, I don't feel like it is since I'm drinking a 2018 um, Pinot Noir, and the one that they've recently come out with, which is the Easy Tiger. This is Ovum Wines, um, but on this bottle it says J W House. Um, but I know that. He and his wife have created Ovum Wimes. Wimes? Vi- Let me see if I can say this. Wimes. Um, and I, I don't see that branding on this bottle. So my assumption is, is that um, they kind of rebranded as Ovum after 2018. Um, and that's where you get your big salts. And that's where you get um, your Easy Tiger and... And, you know, even even the, the labels look different. And, um, yeah, so I think this is, um, so, so the same, same winemaker behind 
um, those, those brands or those, those labels. And, um, it's from Oregon, which I have learned recently is like big, big Pinot Noir energy, mostly as, as well, maybe not Oregon itself, but the Willamette Valley, which is where this wine is from. Um, it's like Pinot Noir country, uh, mostly because I think it's like the gentlest of weather. And from what I've read, uh, this grape comes from Burgundy, France, and essentially like it will immediately over ferment in, in too harsh of a heat. Um, it's just like, it, it just needs like just right, just right situations to get like great wine. And when, when you do hit it, it's just great fucking wine. Um, yeah, so Pinot Noirs, I never really got into them, um, mostly because in my family, you know, my father loves red wine, but we would be drinking cabs. So um, I think Pinots are not as big, um, and they're they're a little bit angular, I would say. Um, and they're also just like super savory. Um, and I think in, in certain ways they can kind of taste almost flat. Um, and, and so I think it took me a while to kind of warm up to them. Um, I love Easy Tiger, which is made from Ovum, made, um, from the same company, Ovum Wines. Um, I use that actually in my mulled wine recipe. I just, I just think that's like a perfect bottle. Um, so I was excited to, to like taste, uh, an ancestor of it. Is this, is this a proper wine term <laughs> when it's a bottle that's previously existed from the same company the same, same type of grape? I'm going to start calling it the ancestor of easy tiger is salt flat. Um, also I learned that you 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 let this Pinot Noir bottles in general breathe for like 15, 20-ish minutes before you drink it. But if you like let it breathe too long, it gets vinegary. So I guess that means drink your Pinots like quickly, like like get down to it, you know? Because what what I presume is once you start drinking the thing, it's going to take longer than 30 minutes to finish the guy. So maybe this is some line cook mentality. My thing is, what if you just open the bottle immediately and start drinking it? Because then like your second or third glass, that's going to be like just right. Or maybe it doesn't matter at that time. Maybe you need your first glass because then you're just like pretty drunk or, you know, you're feeling it. So like if it tastes a little bit vinegary, like who cares, right? I don't know. For me, as a line cook, I, I like the system of just opening up your bottle, you know, maybe not having a great first glass, but you know, your third glass in your, the conversation's going, that's really when you're like, oh man, the wine's hitting. But maybe that means like, then a second bottle opens and that's when trouble happens. I don't know. I, I think 
you have to decide what kind of night you're having and this is how you should decide on when you're going to let your wine breathe. That that should be the new rule. So let's talk about uh, what I felt about this bottle. I I really enjoyed it. It's super warm, um, but really, really savory. Um, I immediately felt like I wanted like roasted mushrooms with it, you know? Um, it also, it, it has like kind of, um, instead of like super angular, like, yeah, it, it does kind of taste in a pleasant way grounded. Does that make sense? Like it's really sort of flat, um, in, in not in a way that I, I guess classically, when you think of flat and drink, you're like, oh, I don't want that. But but I, I liked it. It really felt like of the terrain, you know, kind of like mushrooms do. Like mushrooms like taste like the earth, you know, it's like kind of the same sort of similarity there. Um, I really, yeah, I totally understand pairing this with like roasted mushrooms Maybe with like a little bit of blue cheese. You know what you should do? You should make a blue cheese and mushroom terrine. And then make yourself a black pepper and like fermented chili oil. Or even make a bori, which is um, for South Indians. Boris are basically spice mixes that we we either will like put in a broth to flavor it or we'll mix it with oil and have it like as a dipping sauce. And it has like a lot of similarities when it's in that sort of form as a chili oil. So yeah, if you just have like a black pepper and chili body, like right on top of your terrine. Um, yeah, so I decided that I was going to start making like a little bit of a survey to help me sort of figure out how I'm going to start talking about wine. Um, so we've covered what my relationship with Pinot Noir is. It says here it's new and embarrassing as hell, which is true. Uh, where is this from? It's Pinot Noir, Willamette Valley, Oregon, big Pinot Noir country. Um, tasting notes, warm but savory, roasted mushrooms, blue cheese. We've been through all of that. Um, what food would you pair it with? So, you know, we've already talked about the mushroom of it all. I want something a little bit that feels feels more towards um raw and dense flavors which i which is why i think i'm saying mushrooms like even when you roast mushrooms they still taste like a mushroom but i wouldn't want like as opposed to a lasagna you know where like the raw flavors and ingredients of a lasagna when they come together they don't taste of those separate things they taste of of something rich and and deep and and most definitely cooked is is are we all understanding where i'm going with this like this would be great with like a fennel salad you know and then you have your roasted mushrooms and then you have your blue cheese crumbles you know you got your pinot noir um, I do have in all caps, tamarind. So I'm taking notes while I'm drinking this. So these are notes from last night. A little bit of clarification here. Um, 
which is why I made that mulled wine recipe about Pinot Noir and Tamarind. I think that is a classic combo. And that is something that we should add to all of our Pinot Noir notes in this country. You want to go to Willamette Valley to go get a great Pinot Noir? Check. You want mushrooms? Check. You also want tamarind because you have South Indian sensibilities now. Um, what situation would you pair it with? Huh. I guess that question is like, what? what is the environment? Let's say I'm at a dinner party. Am I in the beginning of a dinner party? Am I at the end of a dinner party? I think I'm I think I'm like in the starter courses. This is where I'm having my fennel salad. You know, I've I've had my like very natural new bubbly wine as I'm talking with people. Maybe I'm I'm having a little bit of Scotty Boy in the beginning. And then my first course, we're moving on to this bottle. This is by the way like an like an Orson Welles kind of dinner party. You know, like there's 10 courses um, and we've all decided that we're either going to get gout or die at the end of it. Um, So (laughs) this is the dinner party that we're all at. So this would be the first course, okay, of that dinner party. Um, What would I listen to? Oh, I I am very surprised by this combo, but it, it does make a lot of sense. I would suggest listening to some Harry Nilsson. Um, and some LCD sound system, which very surprising that I went with two very white, white musician uh, choices here. Harry Nilsson, I fucking love. Uh, you know, this is like pensive with a little bit of um, lilting melody, you know. Um, feels like you're already on a train and looking outside the window while you're listening to Harry Nilsson. Like this is, this is what I feel you should be listening to LCD sound system. Maybe, maybe this is like you thinking about how you just left New York, you know what I mean? And you want to like, listen to like some sort of like electronically sad music. Yeah. LCD sound system. You, you. I'm just thinking about some gray skies. You're in Oregon. You know, you're at this dinner party where you're going to get gout. You're in the first course and you're just you're you're thinking about all of the courses ahead of you. You want to listen to some Harry Nilsson. Or maybe you escaped the dinner party. Now you're on the train and you're listening to Harry Nilsson, but you made sure to pack in a bottle a bottle of this guy some salt flat, you know, you have it on, on this train because are, is anyone still traveling by trains? I, I, I hear they're, they're making a comeback, but like, I don't know if they're carrying Pinot Noir bottles. They should, if they're, if it's an Oregon train, train, like, yeah, they probably got like a shit ton of Willamette Valley bottles. That's just good marketing. You know what I mean? Um, I will say, so now I've, I've, I've had a few, nights where I am drinking a Pinot Noir. I'm enjoying drinking the Pinot Noir. The thing that I am not enjoying about the Pinot Noirs is that at night, I am having the most terrifying dreams every time I drink this type of wine. Listen, 
I, I, I am one of those people that dreams, I dream vividly every night. Um, but these, these dreams that I'm having after having a couple glasses of Pinot are, uh, it is fucking terrifying stuff. It's some scared straight stuff. Um, and it, and it's about, it's dreams that I'm, I'm still thinking about while I'm trying to get through this podcast. Like it's always in the back of my mind. So if there's a way for me to enjoy a great glass of Pinot Noir, knowing that I can have, um, just a less terrifying night, that would be wonderful. And if anybody has any suggestions, like, please give them to me because that is, that is the one effect of Pinot Noir that I am not enjoying. I don't get this same scenario when I'm, when I'm drinking myself a, a nice big cab. Maybe I, I should ask my father. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we didn't have Pinot Noir in the house. wonder if this is a genetic thing. Because he was having terrifying dreams. And also, would he ever tell me? These are, these are two good questions here. Um, I think that's, that's everything I've got to say about this, um, bottle. It is, I, I am enjoying everything coming out of, um, Ovum Wines and the, the ancestors of Ovum Wines, i.e. this bottle. Um, it's just some, some really, it, it feels delicate and at the same time distinct. And I think that's a really hard, um, that's like such a fine line to be able to like kind of sort of draw. And I think they just do it beautifully. So I'm, I'm excited to try new things from them. I love, uh, you know, and this is not a unique perspective. I love big salt. Um, that is a wine that has turned me into a white wine like fan. Um, and I'm, and maybe I'll do that. I feel like that's like, that's like a summertime wine. So I, you know, it feels weird like talking about it right now. My point is they're doing some great stuff. So you should just check them out in general. Um, but yeah, you know, crack open some Pinot. Listen to some Harry Nilsson. Feel pensive and just know that your night will be filled with terror. And I think it's worth it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Anyways, um... Please, please, please subscribe on Instagram to at sick palette spelled exactly um, as it's spelled on this sub stack. Uh, also, right now, there's a I think it's a 15% holiday discount on all annual subscriptions for the sub stack. Um, and that's going to go on until uh, December 24th. So this is like a great way if like say you forgot to get somebody a gift and like they're right in front of you, like whip your phone out, man. And like get them a subscription to this because they will also be, here's the great thing about them. This is like such a strange gift to somebody that you forgot about. Um, but it also feels really meaningful because it's like a pretty specific gift. So, um, if you want to like confound somebody and at the same time make them feel like you have been thinking about them, I suggest getting a, sub a subscription to this. Uh, and 
pure confusion is a great place to live. You know what I mean? Who says I can't sell this? This is great. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to quit while I'm behind right there. I don't know. Um, so next week I will, uh, be having, I think a newsletter dropping for everybody. So that is, uh, for, uh, free signups and also paid subscribers. And then, um, uh, another podcast and we're probably going to be dropping in the next couple of weeks, our first interview podcast, which I'm really excited about, um, All right. Thank you guys. And I will talk to y'all next week.